This is No Laugh Track, uh, Acme Comedy Company's official podcast. My name's Justin Severson. I'm the producer of the KQ Morning Show. My guest today is someone I already spoke to briefly this morning, mm-hmm. Lori Kilmartin. Hi. Hey. Hi. How's it going? Well, let's start off. Uh, there's, I, I have a gift for you. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Uh, thank you. There I you left go. my sunglasses at the studio. Yep. There's a These are hard to you. get. These are $15 at Walgreens. And so thank you. They're irreplaceable unless I find a Walgreens and I have $15. Yeah. Um, don't check my Facebook page. We did a lot of fun things with those after you left. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wow, I uh, I think it w- would be hard to masturbate with sunglasses, but um, I will check your Facebook. Page. You'd be surprised, morning show producer. I do a lot of research. <laughs> you pick up on things whether you like it or not. Sure. Uh, we have something in common that's very random. We're both me, white, living in mini. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, both white. Uh, we've both touched Conan O'Brien. Oh my gosh. Um, I I think you should explain yours first. I I should. I went to the show when he went on tour after he left yeah, uh, yeah, NBC yeah. Unprohibited from yeah, being yeah. on tour, tour, whatever it was. Uh, I went to that and I had seats in the uh, upper level at the uh, theater in town where he was doing the show. And at some point, he was playing guitar. He left the stage. Yeah. And he was gone for like five minutes. Next thing you know, he pops out of uh, you know the entryway <laughs> in the balcony. Oh, really? Yeah. And he walked right in front of me playing guitar. It was cool. amazing. So, of course, I reached forward. Like, I was some like you know 12-year-old wrestling fan and my sure. favorite star. I'm going to pet him on the back. So, I touched Conan. That's great. I, I touched th- greatness. I think, I think that you probably took that show to a higher level. It was a great show. I bet, yeah. I heard they were great shows. I was I didn't start with them till TBS. Till TBS. Yeah. So you're a writer for Conan. Yes. We should yeah, establish yeah. that. Right. And I just assumed that you've touched him. Maybe you don't, you don't I guess I have. I mean, we we don't normally no one touches anyone. It's not a touchy crew. But you know, just like maybe uh hugs at a rap party or something, a Christmas party, sure. you know. But yeah, there's no There's no you know, no touching know. policy. There's not a policy, just it's people just don't touch. It's not why? Why? I'm from Minnesota and I'm Scandinavian. Yeah, you're no on touching. board. Yeah, it's just unnecessary. I don't even know why anyone's looking at me right now. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm staring at the ground. Um, you had a show last night. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, we could establish that. Seven Eleven. It's easy yeah. to remember the date today. Oh my God, that that joke this morning. <laughs> uh, right, Tom, kind of. Got me into, I, f- I forget how we got to it, but I he wanted to hear a joke that is about 10 years old. And uh, in the middle of telling the joke, I'm like, oh, I dropped this for a good reason. And then I just got distracted and I was trying to figure out a way out of it. And I just did it wrong. You don't even have to do it now if people want to hear it. Yeah. They can check out the podcast. Sure. They can check they out. They can double up podcasts, listen to this one and then that one. That's right. It's yeah. not worth it, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> and the Tom she's referring to is the uh, host of the uh, morning show. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of yeah. sets you up to lead, lead you down that road. Uh, so you did a show here last night. Yeah. How was it? I think it was good. I was, uh, I didn't get a light and I, and I started worrying that I had gone under and I was like, oh, how much more time do they need? And, oh. Uh, but it turned out I did 55, so it was okay. I'm really bad at judging how long. Once it's past 10, I, it could be three hours or 20 minutes. But uh, yeah, it was good. Um, it's weird. I was just, I was in Seattle last week, and it was a lot more, uh, less. it's less of a showroom. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it was also more sparsely attended because Seattle had the best weather it's had, um, I don't know, in 
months. You know, it's usually rainy there. It was really sunny. Right, right. So uh, it was a lot. The shows were a lot more <laughs> uh, relaxed. <laughs> you know, I just kind of got to know a lot of the audience. <laughs> okay. So last night was like full. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a full house. I, those happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was fun. Here, they happen all the time. Yeah. Well, I want, you haven't been back here for I'm, how long has like it been? Like maybe like a year and a half. Oh, is that it? Yeah, I was here last year. If I, uh, yeah. Somehow yeah. we missed that one over at the radio station. I guess so. I'm some heads are gonna roll. All right. Shoot. Heads are gonna roll. Who's head? Terry, the woman who uh <laughs> I think Josh just laughed from the back of the room. <laughs> <laughs> from what I can tell, that seems to be okay with you guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh boy. How did you uh how do you get hired to be a writer for Conan? Well, um I had tried a couple times and I done a couple of packets a packet is where you send like um a bunch of jokes and in this case you send monologue jokes and you send sketch ideas and i tried uh when they were at late night in new york twice i think i'd sent packets and then once when they were at uh, the tonight show and then um i heard that i was like next uh, for, to be hired at the tonight show yeah, yeah. uh but then the whole thing happened, and so when they came back with TBS, I did another packet, and that's that's when I got it. So the uh, that like timely jokes, I'm guessing the monologue jokes, yeah, yeah, it's pop, it's uh, current events, pop culture. So yeah, yeah right, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Like on these two weeks off, it's just been so nice to pull out of uh, current events and not pay attention. I bet. I just like. I do like a quick glance at HuffPo, but I don't want, I don't know what Libor is. I know it's some banking thing and I'm probably going to have to know it in about a week, right. but I have a few more days of ignorant bliss, <laughs> you know? When do you, so you know, when do you do your research for these jokes? Are you, are they provided for you? Like, does someone give you a stack of stories? Well, no, we all find our own, st- I mean, you know, we're all going to the same Websites. Yeah, this is so. I'm just, I'm just, hit, just hitting me now that we, our jobs are very similar. I'm not writing the jokes, but I'm yeah. finding those stories that we can do them on the show. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we do. We'll do some weird. Like I think radio does a lot of more weird stories. You know. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, a woman. Uh, you know, s- slaps an employee in McDonald's because they give him a bad hamburger or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll do that. So we'll do that, but we do a lot more. Um, uh, Political stuff, you yeah. know, are better. Maybe like two third, a third to half of our monologue might be political. Then before we get to celebrities and goofy stuff, how many do you, jokes do you think you write each day? I, I'd say between um, uh, thirty-five and like fifty, maybe, wow. or maybe maybe a little maybe a little more on it on a day like well we talked about this this morning and apparently i pronounced arnold schwartz niggers wrong <laughs> his name wrong in a in a way that made uh, it was alarming to people but uh, uh like on a day when the housekeeper thing happens or yeah. with uh, anthony weiner yeah. it's like the, the you cannot the jokes just pour out of you and right. you can't stop it right. those are like those are great days yeah it's similar to what we do you know like the story like that uh you cover it more than once a yeah. morning, you know, you space oh, sure. them out, and then yeah. you know, even the next day when there's more about it, yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, uh, that's uh, boy, I can't, you know, because I I look when I'm picking stories for the morning show, you know, I'm not necessarily writing jokes. I mean, right. I'm really not at all, but I do, you know, I do picture the uh, other people I work with, and I, you know, like, okay, what, if I do this story at seven thirty, when this guy is in, I bet he's gonna have a good line for this. Cause oh yeah, right, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, like uh, I, I, for me, for politics, I, I like to see if I can grab a real quote. You know, like Politico is actually a good site because they're they're a little right wing, 
and um, so they interview a lot of Republicans, yeah. and so th- you can always get a, you know, th- it's easier to find a good dumb Republican quote at Politico, uh, and then HuffPo is oh, yeah. HuffPo's a great resource. Yeah, oh yeah, of I use that one. Everything use that and. One Gawker, I like Gawker and Jezebel. Jezebel mm-hmm. always has some great sex studies, you know. I agree. Uh, this so, is so yeah, nerdy. I love weird. it. <laughs> so I'll usually go there, and we we there's five monologue joke writers, and so we'll um, we'll come up with like prem- like premises or setups, and we just sort of email each other. It's a group thing, uh, so everyone has each other's stuff, and then we also have interns that read the same stories we do, and also come up with premises, and so um, we we work off of their stuff and our stuff and write jokes off of off of that are you sitting at home doing this no 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 we just, we're, in, in we're at, at the office yeah, yeah we each have an office and it's pretty you pretty much do it by yourself um we meet a couple times during the day uh we have a meeting around eleven thirty in the morning where i'll meet and and read what's called batch one which is like maybe 80 or 90 jokes and we'll just you know get a feel for you know, we, maybe we have too many Romney jokes and not enough of something else. Yeah. And so we try to hit that maybe in batch two. Sure. Um, and then we uh, give those to Conan and he picks the ones he likes and gives us notes on, you know, what other stories he thinks we, we could do better on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and um, then we, we kind of work on that for batch two and then we go in and meet with them and we kind of get the bones of the monologue together and, uh, sometimes we're done at that point. No, very rarely are we done, but sometimes we have most of the monologue. We usually have like eighty percent on the monologue at the batch two meeting. Okay, um, and depending on the, I guess the news too. It's then we go back for a batch three, and hopefully we just need one or two more jokes. What uh, what time does the show record? Four thirty. Four thirty. Yeah. So what's the latest you could have breaking news with a joke? You know, following. Um, we go in for our final meetings like at three forty-five, but then you know where everyone's on their Blackberries and iPhones. Yeah. So if it's, I don't think there's been a case where a story came in at three fifty that we wrote a great joke on. You know, because the other thing is the audience has to know the story too. Like you, you don't want to actually be breaking news during oh, a, a monologue yeah. because then they get distracted by. You know, Thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger did what? Like, yeah. but it, since that, like that story happened in the morning. By the time our audience was loaded in at four thirty, everyone knew yeah. about Schwarzenegger, and so at that point, you you know, you just give them facts quick and then start telling jokes and stuff. But well, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you stick around for the recordings? You just you hit the room. Oh yeah, I I watch that, and then we usually have meetings after the show tape. So how long of a day? This is like a it's, real job. Monday through Wednesday is a long day. Like Monday, we get there around eight thirty nine, and we're I guess we're done around seven seven thirty. Holy cow! Yeah, and then Thursday is a little lighter because we don't have a show the next day, so we oh, that's usually right. maybe are done by like five ish, and then Fridays like ten to four. I should have. It took me five minutes of watching Conan last night before I realized I was watching a rerun. I should oh, really? have just done the, you know, the, oh, sure. yeah, figured yeah, it out yeah. my head. Like, hey, I know who I'm talking tomorrow. I know she writes for the show. Yeah, they're probably on vacation. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah. Uh, what did he? What was the joke? Oh God, I'm trying to think now. It was something that was very dated. I was like, wait a second, that was like three <laughs> months ago. No, no, oh, no. Oh, it's a. Uh, was he showing the Chicago shows? No, Steve Sharippa was one of the guests. Okay. I turned yeah, it right before he was on. I think um, uh, when they do the reruns, they 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 air the ones with the like that are guest uh, guest heavy, sure. you know, for reruns yeah, instead of yeah. 
topicality. Same thing we do when we do best of on the radio. Look oh at that. Oh my God, we're it's crazy. Oh, speaking of that, the, yeah. uh, I list, just last night I listened to, I think I'd heard it originally uh, on uh, one of the times you've been on Pardo's podcast. Yeah. And you talked about swimming. Oh, yeah. I was a swimmer. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So here's cool. more nerdy stuff. Yeah. Did you, are you kind of watching the trials? Did you watch the trials? I didn't, but I wa- I'll watch all of the Olympic stuff yeah. like I possibly can. You? Yeah, I watched a lot of the trials. Um, yeah, it was great. It's, it's, I did you you swam like AAU or USS? I like morning after I did workout, no kind of in like in sixth grade there was a like a club team yeah. that I did. I don't know what you would call that, but we you know we traveled all around the state to do yeah. meets and practiced every day after school, and then I just did a uh, high school. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I so I, I the, just like I spent so much time in the water that I sometimes I'm. I, I go back and forth. I have a love-hate relationship with swimming. You know, like, sometimes I can't take it. It just brings up a lot of, like, old dreams. Like, all my failures whenever I watch <laughs> the Olympic trials, I'm like, ah. Oh. But then I can kind of, like, sometimes I can let go and enjoy it. Do you remember there was a uh, swimmer named Tom Melchow? Yes. Remember that when he was a... Uh, yeah. I am or was he? I think I think he did uh, The Butterfly. He yeah. He was from uh, Minnesota. Oh, and yeah. I, and I... Um, he, was a, he was an Olympic like, gold medalist right, in 90... Right, right, right. Two, I think. Yeah, and I would. I would back then. I got my hair cut at this uh, this shop in West St. Paul, Minnesota, and this uh, woman had cut my hair, cut, cutting my hair for years. And one day she goes, "Oh no, now you're a swimmer, right?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." I said, "You know from the chlorine in my hair, right?" And uh, she goes, "Yeah, you know, I have another guy that comes in here all the time. I guess he's a pretty good swimmer too. Um, he goes to St. Thomas. His name's Tom." I'm like. Tom Melchow, the guy that's like in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of him. Oh, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he's better than everyone in the, on the planet. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I finished third in the city in backstroke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which city? Minneapolis. In St. Paul. A little, oh, a little different. Right. Yeah, not even not even Minneapolis. <laughs> um, not even that much a population. So if you would have swum against like Mel Stur- Stewart, right in '92, does that sound familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that name. In in nine same uh, the same Olympics Barcelona yes yeah uh, that was the, I think that was the year the Mall of America opened oh and there was a, wa- a store there called Everything But Water uh huh and they sold oh, swimsuits that's right? great yeah is it still in business I I, I, I maybe so you don't go, go to the check Mall it of out. America it's every week I buy my swimsuits at Target now mm. so you know fifteen bucks but. Uh, I have no idea if that store is still there or not. But I, the one time I was in there is because Summer Sanders was there. Wow, she was hot. Super hot. I had a huge crush on her. Yeah, yeah. And she, co- I was wearing a remember Champion, that company yes. Champion. I was wearing a Champion sweatshirt, and she complimented me on my sweatshirt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Man, between that and touching Conan O'Brien, you are. I know. You're, you are easy to impress. I know. I know. <laughs> yep. And she signed a picture for me. It was. Wow. It was really, really Celebrities cool. hardly ever do that. Yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> That's why she was there. Pretendingly, it was just for me. Do you, I have a... Um, it's it's embarrassing. You know, after, uh, let's see, you know, moving out of my parents' house, you know, in my, you know, when I left for college, or when I actually, you know, I'm like in my 20s, when I actually had to get everything out of there, like, all right, get all your shit out of, your ho- out of this yeah. house. Now, you're never coming back here, you know, you're an adult. 
take your stuff. Is that you talking to yourself or was that your parents? Parents, yeah. Wow. But probably me too. Uh, no, actually probably not. I would <laughs> I would still store stuff there if I could. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I totally would. So like uh, that, moving that like out of there and then I've had a uh, divorce or a marriage that didn't work out so I've had to move that you know, stuff again. Yeah. And that was just like within the last year and uh, I have boxes of... I need to get rid of these swimming trophies. Oh my god! Yeah, and right. I I, I went too. to this uh, small high school in uh, Saint Paul, Minnesota, yeah. Humboldt High School, and uh, sports are not one of the strengths at that school. And it even like the in the city there, uh, it's not swimming's not in the yeah. city. And saying it just it's just not sure. And uh, I don't know for some reason our coach gave us awards for everything, yeah. everything. Everything most you know most valuable uh, grade level most valuable uh, you know you I got my first letter when I was in seventh grade you know I was like this amazing you know in swimming I was this amazing athlete so I have trophies for everything I right. won lip sync contests oh congratulations when, when, and I had no idea I would have been much more respectful to you had I known yeah I know, you were an, I know, exactly. a trophy winning lip syncer well maybe we should start over but I, uh, <laughs> we even would have at the end of the year we would do these. Um, uh, a banquet, you know, mm-hmm. and three years in a row we did lip sync contests, and I won all three years. So actually, now Damn. as a guy in my mid thirties, I st- those are, I still have those trophies. Well, that's something to room. be proud of. Yeah. Swimming, not so much, but lip syncing. Yeah, and some of these trophies are like three feet tall. What I, do, I need to get rid of these, right? Do you have yours? I, I think I kept one, and I kept one, a couple medals, you know, for. Yeah, I kept the medals because they, they don't take up a lot of space, and I maybe I kept one. Yeah. Most, I think I got most valuables a nine and ten at a swim meet, so I think I, just, I kept that. I, one. I, I, need, I need to dump these somewhere. I do. I like going to thrift stores. Yeah, and I think it's funny when you see people's old trophies that are I for know. sale at thrift stores. Yeah, <laughs> I like the plates. You you know you can peel the plates off the uh, so you can reuse them. Yeah, well, you know what you won, you know? No, for your old trophies. Oh, oh, like, so no one's Like, throw the actual sees... trophy, but just take the oh, plate that the says, plate. Yeah. you know, best lip syncer. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it just says first place. It's yeah. pretty generic, actually. Oh, all right. Yeah. But there were some. There are some with my name on it, so that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll make a necklace. Yes, no. and then your future kids can throw them away. Oh, I have that's kids. stuff your kids should throw away. I have two kids, so. Oh, wow, congratulations. Could, uh, yeah, I... Uh, you know what's going to happen is I have all this crap collected and they're going to have to deal with it someday. Yeah. That's probably what's going to happen. I, I have to, I'm going to have to deal with my dad's stuff. Can we... Shit? Sure. Okay. Fuck. Uh, oh. Yeah. Let's, Go for it. Let, let, let us do start over. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So my, that'll be my kid's burden. It should be your, your child's burden is to throw away your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you do enough. Jesus Christ. You raise them. I know my father. My father's an antique collector, uh, and he tries to. That's how I got this uh, sickness of going to thrift stores and garage sales. Mm-hmm. I don't collect that stuff like he does, but yeah. he's got. Speaking of storage lockers, that's why my stuff can't fit in their house anymore because it's everywhere, all around oh, the Twin they have Cities. A lot of trinkets and things. Yeah. Oh, he that he buys and then. That's not good. He tries to resell sometimes very successfully. Really. And then other times you just sit on the stuff that you paid fifty cents for and. How long do you hold on to that? It's going to be. Like, I'm how many other crazy people are on eBay that want to buy your second-rate hand-me-down? Yeah, I kind of help them with the eBay stuff. Actually, um, you know what's funny is there's a whole underground um, garage sale. You know, people. Yeah. And my dad, they they don't. I don't think they all speak to each other. 
but they all know each other, you know, from <laughs> running into each other at different garage really? sales. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And my dad will leave it like I remember. I think one guy got really thrown off because uh, my dad had a garage sale once at his house. And then six months later, we had one at my house, and my dad was there selling a bunch of his stuff. And the same guy that he sees everywhere showed up. Oh, my yeah, God. And was that's like great. scratching his head, looking at these, you know, <laughs> these cheap ass paintings, going, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't pay two, two bucks for this six months ago. <laughs> that's a good idea for a show, actually. You think so? Well, maybe not by itself, but that's a good hobby for somebody to have on a show. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Let's, uh, let's edit that it. out. We'll save that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that. I think that's a good idea. So the Kona thing, you must love that job, though. I do love it. Yeah. Did you write, besides writing jokes for yourself, did you write for other people before? I wrote for Tough Crowd, and uh, I wrote for Too Late, which is Adam Carolla's show that replaced Tough Crowd. And um, I wrote for Craig Ferguson's show for a little bit and uh not the puppet stuff I hope no <laughs> I don't I haven't watched in a while does he do puppets I, I I've seen the, I did flip and see the skeleton yeah sidekick. I've seen the skeleton I, it's past my bedtime so yeah. but I've seen the skeleton and the puppets and I think he's funny but uh. he's very charming and he's yeah, very yeah. witty yeah, yeah. Very, very I saw him do uh, stand up a few years ago in town I liked yeah, it yeah he's a really good performer yeah and he's great on uh, interviews he's fantastic but yeah. a little kooky and I like kooky but I yeah. don't know about the puppet so other writing was that it uh, yeah and then those are like I think the other TV shows that, yeah. that I was a writer on yeah sitcoms is that something no, you ever I've wanted to do no no um I I don't know. I I really like writing jokes, and I like um, I'm just around comedians all day, which I like a lot. Yeah. You know, there's it's there's another type of comedy writer that isn't a performer, and they sometimes drive me crazy. <laughs> you know, they 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 come at comedy from a different perspective, which is great, but they also don't have any performing. Um, uh, experiences to draw on on how to say something or you know so something's i'm like that that might be funny on the page i don't think it's going to be funny on stage yeah yeah that makes sense sometimes it's i mean it's good to have you don't want all you know comics working on something it is good to have another perspective too but but there's i think in sitcom more than in late night there's a lot of people that have actually never performed comedy that are writing comedy that is to be performed which is weird yeah yeah very. I mean, just words sound different. Like picking the right word. Part of it is what the word means, and part of it is how it sounds when it's coming out of somebody's mouth in front of a live audience, you know, or in front of a camera and stuff. So, uh, to me, I think performing gives you a helps you gives you a sense of what words are are better. You, you know? know, as someone that uh, you know, I think I can identify. You know, I. I I, of course, think I have a fantastic sense of humor, and I think I can notice when something's funny really... You sounded like such a Minnesotan right, right there. Really quickly. Kind of I can notice. I notice right away, and you know, I'll be the first one to laugh, yet I can't deliver a joke. It drives me nuts. I don't remember him. I can't deliver... You know, just a jokey joke. Right. I suck at it. The worst. The, my, my six-year-old daughter is better but that's all delivering a joke is um, that's like a style it's almost like a singing style like Mm -hmm. can you rap that doesn't mean you're not a good singer you know if you can't it's so it's it's a it's such a specific style of performing and delivering monologue jokes is a really specific style of of so you write them in the style that they're delivered well yeah uh you uh, like we 
we write for Conan the way Conan delivers a monologue yeah. joke. So we always, we write in his voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I was, I, I wouldn't be able to tell the jokes I write for him. There's very few. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you that. That's interesting. Go yeah, yeah. There's very few that actually, like if he doesn't use one, I like I'll, I'll tweet it or I'll put it on a Facebook if it's longer than 140 characters. Yeah. But, um, uh, just because it's it's going to be old in two days anyway, so I might as well just get rid of it and get yeah. some laughs off of it. But um, I I almost never tell them on stage because it they it's just not my style yeah. at all. Yeah, that's interesting. I was I was, I was going to ask you about that. So you know, okay, you never save them. Um, how about just writing? And you know, what do you find time to write for yourself? Um, and, and not as much as I want, you know, and and um. Uh, a lot of that it has to do with living in LA. There, there aren't as many places to perform, and uh, and the places that I mean, I'm, I've been in LA for a couple of years, but I don't. I was so entrenched in New York City that that um, you know I had a lot of places where I could just go and do a set. And here in L- uh, Los Angeles, it's not the same for me. So I I have to put in more work to get stage time. And by the time I work all day, and I'm a single mom, it's like I I. And also, I've been doing stand-up for so long, I'm like, ah, do I really want to hang out at the comedy store all night to yeah. see if I can get, like, I just don't. Get, I don't, you, get squeezed you know. In. Yeah, so I'll just do sets where I, I can, but I, I, you know, if I didn't have a kid, I'd probably put in more hours and trying to just get more established as a regular at, you know, one or two clubs. Let's blame your kid, stupid kid. I do. That's what I try to do as much as possible. Yeah, I'm it's, not. I'm not inaccurate. It's easier I, that way. I had such a long life before I had a kid. I can easily. Com- I'm like, well, I had a writing job when I was in New York, and I did sets every night. The only difference is, you know, yeah, is the kid. So, by the way, we. I think this this was off the air. We were talking about the bio that we were using on the morning show oh, this yeah. morning, and it says you still live in New York. Oh yeah. So that's uh, if you could figure out how dated that is. That's <laughs> it right. says you live in New York. A couple years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, also, and you're pregnant. I no, did... it doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might be no. Wait. Um, <laughs> no, I did uh, hide the fact that I lived in L.A. Like I did say I was in New York oh, for a okay. while afterwards. I was so ashamed. I felt like I what failed and surrendered and gone to Los Angeles. That you don't want anyone to know. I would be like, well, it's just for this job. I was. Or I wrote for the Bonnie Hunt show too. This afternoon the talk show. show. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but I, I was like, I'm, but I'm going back to New York. It's just temporary. So. Oh, I see. But now you're there full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After Bonnie fired me, I kind of, uh, I, I had just put subletters in my apartment in New York, so I couldn't go back to. Oh, it. And, there you go. But that's cool. I would have had to move back out for Conan anyway. So. Yeah, but yeah, and did she really fire you, or wasn't everyone just fired? She fired me, and then everyone was fired. God was angry with her decision and he fired the whole show. She shouldn't have done that. No, she shouldn't she, have. Because a lot of other people lost their jobs, not just Bonnie. Yeah, so That's a wrath. Yeah. Do uh, I just want to, I got one more question about Conan. Do you, uh, I mean, you, like you've been doing this for a while, Do you? but you get starstruck at all when people come in, the guests? Do you oh, even see you know them? What? I don't really see the guests that much, but um, I did uh, get, get starstruck and got to meet Carol Burnett. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked the segment producer. Those are the per- that's the person that like sits with the celebrity and they or talks to them ahead of time and figures out what the stories are going to tell Conan and stuff. Right, right. So I asked that producer. I said, "Could you?" And I said, "I've never asked to meet a guest. Can you ask her if is it okay if I ask to meet Carol Burnett?" And yeah. yes. And I went to her dressing room, 
and I think she just saw me staring at her like weirdly and she was like she motioned to come in and then I just started weeping I was just crying what it was so embarrassing you know she was so nice to me and then I like her assistant took a picture and sent it to me so I had a picture but I was I said, my, my, I used to sit with my mom and watch you and I wanted to make my mom laugh the way you did. And then I lost it. So she was really nice. Carol Burnett. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. I guess I watched that show a little bit. I remember the the little cartoon at the end where she's sweeping. Oh yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, right. her ending credit. Yeah, right? I, maybe uh, yeah. I think at my age when that was on, that was, was like, like a the, cartoon. That was the thing that caught my eye. <laughs> she had something for everybody. Yeah, she was yeah. great. Exactly. Where did you grow up? Uh, Walnut Creek, California. It's near San Francisco. California. Yeah. Move from there. Go to college. Uh, I went to UCLA briefly, and then uh, then I dropped out. Yes, me too. Yeah, from UCLA. Not for everybody. No, from UCLA? No, I, oh. I've never even been to California. Oh, really? No, no, I ain't. <laughs> no, I've never been there. Um, uh, you should go. I, yeah, I know I should. <laughs> Once they start giving flights away, I'm there. It was Tom? Was it Tom asking me about the bullet train? Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm like I don't care. <laughs> I know. Actually, I uh, <laughs> part of my job at Take You is I uh, I. I think I said this last week on the show. Uh, I, yeah. I pull out, uh, you know, like little highlights from the show that we play throughout the day. Yeah. And I used one of oh, you really? uh, this morning that's good, that'll play probably a few times today yeah. on the air. And uh, I, I, searching for that part that I used, I yeah. went past that and listened to it again. Like, <laughs> yeah, what is that? Yeah. Lori, <laughs> your reaction was perfect. Was, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I'm very excited. What? <laughs> huh? I'm going to work this into something. I don't know what. <laughs> um, For the record, in case you're curious, uh, I used the, um, just because it was a quick one, oh, uh, yeah. uh, Lori Kilmartin Sheen. Oh, that is such an old joke. He kind of led me into it, so I, I, I feel guilty when I do old jokes on the radio, but whatever. No, it's fine. I guess it works. Um, so... Uh, what were you, what were you saying? Uh, San Francisco? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I grew college. up there. Oh, college, UCLA. Dropped out, kind of uh, was lost for a few years. Then I started watching, seeing stand-up in clubs and decided I wanted to try it. And then that kind of, that's that's been the rest of my life. In, in what city was that? San Francisco. In San Francisco. Yeah, I stayed there till 99 and moved to uh, New York for 10 years. And then I, uh, now I'm in LA. How was I moved to New York? It was the most exciting time of my life. It was so fun. Yeah, I, I, uh, I uh, lived in a closet. I did. I, I, I lived my first one of my my first New York City joke is based in truth, which is that my first roommate was a prost. This is the joke because she's a prostitute. She's a prostitute and a temp. That was true. <laughs> she was like she would take out ads in the Village Voice, and then she would also temp. Oh my god! And that's how expensive New York is. Turning tricks is enough money. You have to know Word and Excel. Okay, so that's a joke. But uh, she was great. She she was that, and she had a parrot, and. Uh, she was in one room, I was in another, and then in the living room was a graphic designer named Laura. And we lived in Park Slope, uh, and our our landlord, we're pretty sure, was like a Polish uh, prison guard or something. He was Polish, very elderly, and made uh, disparaging comments about Jews and, and told me I looked like he like he, he said I looked really Nordic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he liked that about me. It was really where we just thought he, it sounded like he 
you I know, was it Treblinka can... walking back and forth in front of the barracks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have someone you can mate with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that it was a lot of fun. I had it, and then my I had a, a boyfriend who was from Russia, and we lived together for a long time. Oh wow, that was a lot of fun. That you know, there's. Uh, there's a huge Russian community in Brooklyn and in Manhattan and they they just have their own government. They have every, they have like this sub government, you what? know? Yeah. They just, they have people in working in government offices and they sort of run their own thing. The, the Russians in New York, they have a, like we got into a really, you know, great apartment and we just got, I don't know what to no, tell you. Know somebody in Everyone every part of town. Somebody. Huh? Yeah. You just went, you're like, the Russians have this thing where they take care of each other. You know, they're really comrade. Uh, yeah, it's you know I think it's and it, maybe it's not with this generation of Russians now, but the ones that came over from the Soviet era had a huge disdain and distrust for the government. So they just would do everything, whatever they wanted to do, they just do uh, under the radar, whether it was legal or not, because they just don't want to be bothered with the police or laws or anything. They'll take care of it. And it makes sense. I mean, we got people for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, th- that was sort of, that was very interesting hmm. to All right. observe. But, uh, so you said your boyfriend is Russian. Um, what name popped into my head? I don't know his name, but I'm guessing. What do you think the name uh, is? Boris? Yes. Vladimir. Yeah, okay, Boris. Yeah. His name was neither. Yeah. I, why did I know you were going to guess it? Boris. <laughs> Boris and Natasha. Yeah, too, too easy, <laughs> I, I guess. I printed out this thing uh, that was in the news, and I actually, Josh tipped me off. Maybe you guys were talking about this last night a little, mm-hmm. this thing with Daniel Tosh. Oh, yeah. I was up all night tweeting rape jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so tired and yawning. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, uh, I just, I'm going to read some of this here. It says, Daniel Tosh, for people that don't know, do you know him yeah. at all, Tosh? A little, yeah. 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 Uh, for people that don't know, I'm just reading this here. for something. It says, Daniel Tosh has found himself in a bit of hot water and for all the wrong reasons. Here we go again. Comedian was recently on stage at the Laugh Factory where he got the, onto the subject of trying to make fun of evil things in the world like gang rape. An anonymous and offended participant in the crowd felt it was her place to speak her mind rather than realize she's watching a comedian tell jokes. And then she... Uh, she posted this thing. Uh, I didn't appreciate Daniel Tosh or anyone telling me I should find them funny. So I yelled out, actually, rape jokes are very funny. Are never funny. Pardon me. I screwed that up. Take two. Actually, rape jokes are never funny. <laughs> and uh, it just goes on from there. What do you yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, oh, so much. <laughs> First of all, you're, she's heckling. Yeah. So uh, you get when you deserve when you heckle, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, she, she's interrupting a show. And so, I, I, like, and, okay, <clears throat> I have to calm down. We're, <laughs> this is all based on somebody's blog. This isn't, there's no videotape, there's no audio. There's, it's someone who heckled and got slammed writing what happened. So she's already, her point of view is I was the victim of the comedian and she's going to write this stuff. True. So. I know for a fact she's not transcribing Daniel Tosh's jokes correctly. She doesn't list the jokes, you know. So, and hecklers normally, when they get kicked out, I've seen that hap- this happen a million times. Is before they heckle, they start doing other things that are distracting. You know, they they talk to their friends, yeah. they start texting, they start doing things. So you notice that 
because the heckle doesn't come out of nowhere. They start to disengage from yeah. the show yeah. and they start to draw attention to themselves and distract you. So you can tell, oh, this is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so she was doing that. I'm, I would guarantee, even though I wasn't there, right. I would guarantee based on my 26 years of, or 25, whatever, that that's what she was doing. And by the time she yelled something out, she had already been an irritant in the show. Yeah. You know, maybe not, maybe just to, to Daniel, but if you're performing and you're distracted by somebody, you're not going to give a full performance. You're going to be like, what's going on over there? It takes away from the show. It takes away from everyone's show. How is it? Do you always feel like you notice the person that's distracted? Yeah. I'm very eyes on the, I'm very aware of what everyone's doing Yeah, that I can see. That you, you can know? see. And then you can even tell when there's like a pocket of space that's not laughing. Mm-hmm. You're like, and you know there's people there that something's maybe they're maybe they're paying the check if they're quiet they're probably paying the check but there's there could be something else going on but you're very aware and then you know if they're if they're gone i guess for a couple jokes it's like is it are the is it these jokes that this table isn't like or what is it but i i'm always monitoring and will you switch things up and like, yeah. oh i wonder if they're gonna this is gonna yeah. get them in yes yes or i'll just you know try to figure out what's going on yeah, so I'll just try different methods. I've to seen some out. Uh, people on stage, you know, call someone out and go like, "Hey, what, what, what am I? What you don't like what I'm doing up here? Do you ever mm-hmm. confront them like that?" Uh, I don't know if I say it exactly like that. I usually blame them. I don't blame me. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I'm doing great things up here. What are, what's wrong with you? Um, so I, so that, so just right off, no matter what he said to her, she heckled him and no matter, just forget the topics about rape. This is all getting lost in this huge rape argument. Sure. The point is, is she heckled and he slammed her and that's what you do. I mean, she should have been removed. The fact that she wasn't removed, she's lucky, you know, that would not just for the record, that would not happen here at Acme. What? Removed. You would be removed. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably wouldn't get to that point. They're really yeah. good at that here. So there, the the it's all it's turned into this rape discussion when really the, her problem is that she heckled. Now, um, now it's the other thing is like, oh, rape jokes aren't funny, and and that's the huge you know discussion now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I close on a huge rape joke. <laughs> I really do, and um, I mean, it's from a female perspective, you know. So maybe that's why people don't really have a problem with it. Yeah, but. Uh, no, no topic is funny by itself. Nothing is funny and everything is funny. It takes a, a skilled comedian to go, well, this is what I think is funny about here, this here. Like, Daniel Tosh is a very merciless comic, right. you know? So um, his his take on not just that, but everything is is kind of cruel. Yeah. Like, funny, very funny, yeah. but very um, heartless. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a fan of that type of comedy, you're probably not going to you know she was probably irritated along the way and then he got to rape and she's like i can't take it Mm -hmm. you know it just it's like a it's a it it turns into a thing where if you're defending someone telling a rape joke you're saying it's okay to rape Rape people like no no, not at all seriously you know (laughs) and and then i swear because i was tweeting rape jokes last night and um this podcast is (laughs) anti-rape 100 percent anti-rape 99 percent. let's be honest okay Okay. so so somebody tweeted me back saying well you know i was raped when you know when i was a teenager and just hearing the word makes you want to die it's like you can't put that responsibility on a comedian like if we start thinking you write a joke you start thinking is this 
joke tie into anyone's potential experience and they're going to want to die during i mean you won't say anything no. you won't get up on stage no i, I know from doing every from, joke it, every joke is going to touch something on somebody exactly eventually you know? and i've learned that when i first when i was first on the morning show for years i just answered phones yeah so i was the, i heard all the reaction the people that got oh, on the right, phone right, and were right. angry about yeah you know and inevitably, everyone is going to get hit by something, you yeah. know, like we, oh, we're talking about your small town today about the crooked cop there, you know, yeah. okay, well, there's your day to be offended because we're talking about your little town. Right. I mean, ev- inevitably, you're going to get nailed. It's Yeah. If it's part of uh, entertainment and comedy. I, right. And the, the other thing is like, um, I, for some reason, the fact that you're laughing at a rape joke seems to be less, people think it's... Um, it's it's uh trivializing rape but when you're crying at a you know law and order svu then it's okay you know like different um i hate this is sound so pretentious Mm -hmm. different art forms Mm -hmm. uh attack a topic in different ways comedy tries to make you laugh at something right you know uh art makes you perhaps think and you know music makes you dance or cry or not that you're dancing to rape songs but like cry (laughs) whatever it does but But we're uh we're doing that three o'clock today (laughs) different 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 we we artists again i hate (laughs) but we're all going after the same thing and it's in the way that we do it yeah. and comics write jokes and we tell jokes. And so, um, you can't say that Dick Wolf gets to do a whole series on rape victims, a whole series and mm. comedians can't talk about it. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's out there. It's a, t- it's something we all- And I also think if you, if you, you do talk about it, you, you're, you're sort of bringing the issue up, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, no one's saying it's okay, no, but you know, you're not mocking. No, you know, a victim, right? Ha ha. I mean, how many how many pe- priest pedophile jokes have you heard? Like a million. Many. I love them all. And you know what's behind that is our molested kids. Our, our hilarious, yes, terrible stories. Yeah, that, it's yeah. a it's mm-hmm. people's lives were ruined. Oh, I, but I, but I I always felt like you know as a person that was raised Catholic and just so appalled like it, there's no bad priest pedophile people need to remember they did this yeah. so so I'm not making fun of the boys or anything no no you know? um, <laughs> we're just here to report the news man yeah wait a second what happened? No. <laughs> so whatever <laughs> what um I do have another question about Conan so how how much time off do you have we have, I think we have like 10 weeks off total this year. So um, a couple of them are holiday weeks like Christmas and Thanksgiving. And then the rest are like weeks like this. Did you ever consider taking a vacation or do you, instead of? I, don't, I would I would like to take a vacation one day. This feels like a vacation to me. Uh, you know, I, I my kid is with his dad. I'm without my kid. Mm. Like um, last time I was here, I brought my kid. And I, you know, the whole time I'm worried about him. If I was doing this podcast, he'd be on an iPad over there and I'd be like, are you doing okay? Like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I just have a whole week of not worrying, a whole week of not getting somebody juice, a whole week of not taking care of somebody. Yeah. Uh, I get to hang out in Minneapolis. I freaking love this town. Yeah. I, I like, this is our big, our day of big media. Yeah. So I'm doing a couple of radios in this and then, you know, I think we have something on Friday morning, but other than that, I'm just going to walk around, go to a million coffee houses, go to little art galleries. I just want to lose myself for a little bit and have my, let my mind wander and not be concerned about anything. Do you, you know, uh, this is vacation. Since you're now not on the road that much, do you ever take that into consideration where you're 
being booked. Like, oh my God, if I'm in this town for well, four I'm days not like alone, actively pursuing oh Oklahoma God. City. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's what I yeah, mean. A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, do you go uh, when you when you go back and tra- uh, perform uh-huh. where you grew up? Other people from your past. Yeah, like, I have some high school people that come out. Yeah, how was that? It's fine. You know, it's when I left high school, I was like, I hope I never see any of you people again. I was just out of here, you know. Yeah. I, I was like a Springsteen song, you know, got on my motorcycle, my metaphorical motorcycle and left and never looked back. Right. But, you know, now Eat my it's, dust. Now I'm not yeah, every it's it's almost like like now I'm 46, so I'm I'm not like angry at anybody anymore and we, you know, everyone's trying and people are assholes in high school and then yeah. they settle down and they're not and then other people turn into assholes like who cares so i'm always like glad to see old people i grew up with now yeah it's no fun. i and facebook is uh you know i yeah there's definitely people you want to reconnect with actually my uh 20 year high school reunion will be coming up next year yeah and i have no idea if there's ever going to be some sort of event yeah. i don't know i think i would go yeah i think like if it was this weekend i'd go yeah but uh, I don't know. That might change. It's kind of like there's a, a certain time where I, f- I think you might be a little competitive with people. Like, who's doing better than who? And then there's another time of like, wow, we did it. We survived. You know, we lived this long. <laughs> you know? So it's almost like congratulations. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I think it's time to get to the Playboy question. I you were begging wait. me to do this. I was. I know. You said everybody was talking about it mm-hmm. on your uh, flight here. Yeah, everybody they were. Talking about this yes, coming up. they were. So, Sky West. We're going back to the uh, November 2008. Have I you, think I know all these questions, but go ahead. Let me you, see if have I... Have you seen this one before? Yes. Yeah, okay. November 2008, and uh, these are questions that were asked of Chelsea Handler. Oh, really? You know oh, I don't like competing with a comedian. No, no, no. I'm not, well, I'm not going to read her answers. Okay. People are going to have to go back to their own collection to find Do you know <laughs> Chelsea right. Handler? Very little. Very little. Yeah. Yeah. But on that show? No? No, uh uh-uh. We have that in common as well. I've also never <laughs> been on that show. All right. Here is one of her questions from Playboy to uh, Chelsea Handler. If every young Hollywood celebrity sobered up, stopped going to nightclubs, and started wearing panties, would you be out of work? Um, I would not be out of work, but, uh, if, uh, Michelle Bachman were to choose not to run for president in 2016, I'll be in danger. (laughs) That lady, that lady kept me, that lady kept me at three jokes a day for a while. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Were you, (laughs) that lady and her, and her, her lovely wife, Marcus. Right. Oh my God. That was astonishing. That (laughs) I I, I love them. Yeah. The state is so proud. They're from west of here or east of here? East. East of here. Yeah, not far east. Yeah. I mean, not, not, not the They're, far east or very like far east. We didn't east. even delve into them, you know, because I think she was considered a joke candidate right off the bat. Yeah. But had she gone further, like they have like 27 children, some, some crazy number because of including fosters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, he is so obviously gay. Yes. Like you can't. You can't be. Remind me, is he, to, but is he the one that tried to ge- de-gay? Yes, he's people? a de-gayer. Yes, there's no. <laughs> it's so bizarre. <laughs> there's no. Why would? Why are you concerned about where penises are going unless that's all your thing? You know, it's like okay, that's yeah. so. That's so obvious now, mm-hmm. but it's weird. Like I, I feel like I, 
I can't, that's common knowledge, com, common wisdom now is that if you're obsessed with homosexuality, you're gay. Yeah. But somehow conservatives don't know that. <laughs> right? They just keep doing it. Yeah. So she was, she's, she's, and she's, she's a former tax attorney. Like Sarah Palin is, is dumb. She's literally dumb. Mm-hmm. But Michelle Bachman is smart, but she's crazy. There's a huge difference between the two. You know, I, I I would have loved to have gotten to know Michelle Bachman as a like j- just see her a little bit more on the national, you know, campaign. <laughs> oh, well, there's always uh, four years from now. I know. I know. You'll be out there with your placard. Yes. I mean, my I do depend on the Kardashians for some jokes, but I I'm I much prefer a crazy hypocritical Newt Gingrich wife cheating politician. Yeah. It really is easy and yeah. fun to make fun it's, of them. It's fun. There's nothing more fun than to point out hypocrisy amongst mm-hmm. among that, that's politicians. A that's a about very... people with power, you know? Yeah. Like the Kardashians don't really have power. They're just celebrities. So to me They're it's a little popular. less satisfying. Yeah. But uh but when someone actually has power to legislate and ruin or elevate people's lives, it's really fun to to shred them. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you even have that uh, opportunity yeah. to do that. No, I'm going to read Chelsea's uh, question or answer, which was way better than yours. And no, oh my god! Oh my god! Wait, we got to go to the next page here. If you ever, if you were to ever get caught in a public scandal, what do you predict it would be? Um, some sort of child abuse. <laughs> 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 if someone if, if someone ever finds out I lock my son in the closet so I can go to a tanning salon, for example, I'll be in so much trouble. Uh, Just for example. Yeah. I think that's the worst thing I do. Yeah. It's weird. I'm, I've, I've done very little uh, that would ever put me in that situation because I'm so paranoid, but I'm so not famous, like... Uh, that I that, that that part of me is worried about it is is really ballsy to think <laughs> like really anyone's going to care if I do anything at this no, point. Let's no, let's. Uh, I mean, if if I, if I was caught in a, in an orgy, it would just be like, oh, you're too old for that. It, people <laughs> wouldn't even be appalled. Oh, They'd just not. be like, you're not appalled that I wasn't covering my ass or something. <laughs> you know. Uh, did you see the picture that was taken of you this morning that we posted? No, on, I can't, uh, I would not be oh, able to look at it. I'm sure it's awful. It, no, very flattering. Ugh. Very, very flattering. Uh, yeah. I doubt it. Yeah, very. What's your personal favorite slang term for for vagina? I like vagina. That's not slang. I like I like keeping it clinical. I think clinical is a little more funny mm-hmm. than vajayjay or all that. It's so vagina situation. Well, vajayjays. Isn't that it's Oprah? The worst. That's no, like- that's um, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Grey's Anatomy. But I think Anatomy. Oprah took it. Yeah. Uh, well, women are the only ones that say that. Yeah, a guy would. I don't think would ever say. Vi- I'm not even gonna say it. Yeah, it's too cutesy. It is cutesy. It's a vagina is a vagina is a dirty thing, you know, and it <laughs> um it provides uh, great comfort, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's bigger than than your little slang terms. Like it's. It has amazing power, and it frightens people. And it's I thought you were going to go on a run of puns just now. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were. The I meaning- think the vagina should have a middle name, like Anne. Vagina Anne. Lynn. Vagina Lynn. Vagina Lynn, that's a good name. Hmm. Yeah, so instead of a slang, I would actually add 
a middle name and a confirmation name. Vagina <laughs> Lynn Catherine. Oh my god, that's very funny. <laughs> uh, and then they have Playboy. Also, I asked uh, Chelsea Handler. Aside from, uh, yeah, aside from not uh, being a midget, what are some other reasons that you wouldn't find a man attractive? What are your turnoffs? Oh, let's see. And you uh, said this morning you're single, so put I it am, out there. I am single. Let's um, go. Well, yeah, but you know what? By the time the podcast airs, I'll be out of town. You'll be right? on a plane. No, yeah. it's going to be posted today. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to scare people away or have them come in <laughs> see the show tonight? <laughs> Let's see. I'm in uh, where I'm in uh, Minneapolis. So if I if I a good bet if I say I like white guys, this is a very no. I, I'm which I my my ex is Hispanic, so I'll just I've been around the ethnic block, but uh, yeah. There was a very white audience last yeah. night. <laughs> I was oh, yeah. like, "You are if you say white guys, you are safe. You are getting late. If you say black guys, you might not find anybody." Yeah. You, you're going to have to go with the one that shows up. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, let's see. I get, you know, um, I, I am. If I look at my past man history, I'm turned off by guys that are successful and guys that have jobs. Oh, I'm, no. <laughs> uh, I'm turned on by guys who need to be taken care of and who need to borrow money and don't pay it back. And to cheat. So that's the kind of guy I like, apparently. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I, so if, if, if that's what you bring, come on down. Come on. <laughs> bring your uh, resume. <laughs> show me show me the key to your mom's house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Show me some texts from uh, another girlfriend. <laughs> and then we'll hook it up. Oh, that's so perfect. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think you need to get going. Okay. Oh, so yeah. uh, we're going to wrap this up. People, uh, you know, when they're listening to this, they're not going to know where you're going, but right. you're going somewhere. Yeah, to another radio show, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess there's another radio show. I guess. Yeah. After. So come on and see Lori Kilmartin. Thank you for uh, making time to sure, come here Sure, thanks today. for having me. This has been awesome. Next week, it's Andy Kindler. Oh, my God, the Kindlemeister. That's right. Ask We did uh, one-nighters together for in uh, triple one-nighters together. Dave Tribble was this guy who books one-nighters all over Montana and Idaho and stuff. And Andy and I did two weeks of one-nighters. When was that? <sighs> Give me a quick story. 92. Just ask him about that. He killed. He killed. You know how he's the comics comic? Yes. Supposedly only comics. He, he would get up at the Ramada Inn at Misty's Lounge at the Ramada and he would kill. Yeah. The guy knows how to kill. I know he, he does. He'll pretend he doesn't. Yeah. But he's he's not too smart for the room. He knows how to dumb down his shit. He really does. He's so, one of the best. Please. All right. Thank okay. you. All right. Thanks. <laughs>